Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, the last few weeks have been incredibly intense in the tropics, and we have gone Greek. We had seven named storms. We had Tropical Storm Beta make landfall, which we'll get into here briefly. Uh, and I believe that tied the record for having nine landfalling tropical systems in the United States uh, in any given calendar or, sorry, tropical season. So, that's pretty awesome. But Bonnie, you look at the Atlantic and I, I don't want to say it because I know that the Atlantic hurricane season listens to us and we've been talking about how it needs to ramp up and be busy, but there's absolutely nothing happening in the Atlantic Ocean right now. No, it's crickets. It's just straight up crickets in the Atlantic. Like, really? Like we got to beta and then we're just going to just just die off. Right. And again, we're still coming off of the back half of, you know, the peak of the season. We're roughly what, you know, 12 days removed, two weeks removed from the peak, you know, historic peak of the hurricane season. And it's quiet. Um, I know it's 2020 and I know a lot of random crazy stuff has happened, but I'm getting chills thinking about it because this tells me something else is going to happen. Right, like it's like a calm before a storm type right. of situation. Literally. Yeah. And, you know, again, nothing is, is expected to form in the next 48 hours. However, stuff changes. And it would not surprise me at all to be seeing that work either tonight or tomorrow and then, you know, get a notification. Oh, a National Hurricane Center in Miami has issued a new outlook and uh, here comes six tropical waves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If they say that then they're probably going to like ask you to go work for them because you predicted it before it happened. You know, how about I just give myself the lottery numbers and I take care of all of that from here on out. All right. I think that's good. But will you split that with me? Of course I will. Come on. Okay. I got you. Boom. boom. So we talked about tropical storm beta. Uh, this thing meandered and did loop de loops and could not make up its mind before finally coming ashore in Texas. And came ashore, dumped a bunch of rain. We knew that we had flooding issues into Texas and parts of Louisiana. Man, it's <laughs> the Gulf Coast has been the hot spot this year. There's no doubt about that. There's no coast left, I feel like. It's just all been washed away. Right. In some spots, it has been. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about, you know, the flood danger being kind of the big calling card with this, which is great uh, in terms of, you know, at least... These areas don't need, I wouldn't say great, it's it's the least of the impacts that we want to worry about with it still being a tropical storm. Yes, we knew it was going to dump a lot of rain, but you don't have to worry about the wind. You don't have to worry about the other aspects that come along with a tropical storm. But right. a lot of surge and yeah, all that. Exactly. But a lot of a lot of water did fall, some pretty high rain rates. So there was some localized flooding. This area has been hit a lot, not just in terms of tropical flooding, but you know, upstream stuff from the Mississippi. Uh, surrounding tributaries, the Missouri River flooding into that as well. So this area has uh, been dealing with some water issues for a while, but hopefully the water will recede quickly and they can start to dry out. And with no incoming tropical systems, knock on wood, maybe this is their chance to finally catch up. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a chance for the coast to dry out, have some floodwaters recede, but also a chance for the Gulf to possibly, you know, heat up a little bit. Yep. Um, I mean, there are several cold fronts expected to come through over the next several weeks, so I don't know how far south those will get, so it might not get super warm, but definitely with nothing churning up the waters, the Gulf is just sitting there stewing making itself a good fuel source so that is that is very correct and again we haven't had really a big tropical system to come through to one kind of help mix that out if anything it's brought you know it's allowed the warmer water to come through and the warmer water that is just below the surface to also mix in so uh the tropical areas are still primed there is only one area that the national hurricane center is watching and that's in the eastern pacific uh, through day five, it does have an 80% chance of forming into a new storm, and that storm will be, well, will be Marie. So uh, I'm glad that the Pacific has not even considered going Greek yet. So the question has to be asked, what happens if the Pacific were to go Greek? I don't know. It would be a tortoise and the hare situation, and slow and steady wins the race at this point because right. they might out-Greek us if they get to the Greek, you know, but... Well, so do they, does it? Do they share? Do they share? Um, you know, the same Greek alphabet. I'm assuming they would, but does that mean they would pick up where the Atlantic left off? Uh, I don't think so. I would think they just start, and I don't know. Maybe they would call it like Pacific Alpha and Pacific Beta or something. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. they would start at the end of the Greek alphabet and work backwards. <laughs> and work they work backwards. That's a great question. Um, we would have to reach out to the National Hurricane Center on that one because I don't know. That's that's something to ponder. So if you do know the answer, please let us know. Hit us up on our Twitter page, at Weather Podcast, uh, because I would actually like to know the answer to that. But then again, if we get to that point, I think we have bigger problems on our hand than you know trying to figure out what's going what on. What name? Yeah. Yeah, if we're Greek in the Pacific and the Atlantic, then we might as well just, you know, just give up because yeah. seriously. Right. So Well, twenty twenty is almost over. Almost over. We are uh ineffectively two months uh, three months to go, five months to go. I can't do math. My head hurts. Three months. Three, three months. months. You're yes. right. Yeah. October, November, December. We have twelve yeah. there are twelve months in the year. <laughs> Although it feels like there's been a whole lot more in 2020. Right. There's been like five years in the year 2020 is how it feels. Well, so you mentioned a cold front that's coming through that's going to bring some changes to the center of the United States and then, of course, across the East Coast, which is great news for you guys because I know you're tired of the heat and I know you're ready to get jumpstarted in the fall. However, the reverse side of that is we're about to ramp up the temperatures here on the West Coast. So I saw that and you guys don't need that. No, we do not. Um, temperatures are going to be, you know, today we have a high, probably low seventies, but I'm looking outside. I'm watching the clouds move and go from East to West. Now, the last time that we had that movement, (laughs) we were in a very, very elevated fire danger. We talked about it and then we all know what happened. All hell seemed to break loose. With that said, we're not worried about that right now. What we are worried about is more likely of, sorry, that vibrating is my microphone as I'm moving it around. Um, We're more likely worried about the fact that there will be a little bit east wind to bring smoke back into the area, which means really crappy, really crappy 
um, air quality. And that's the thing that a lot of people are worried about because, you know, when your air quality level hits 150, it's unhealthy. When it hits 300, it's considered, you know, borderline very unhealthy. Anything over 500 is pretty much dangerous. You can't go outside. And we had portions of the Northwest and California that sat in that for weeks. And that is not good. Uh, right now, the forecast for smoke-wise is usually, or it looks like to be, really thin. So hopefully the air quality won't be impacted all that much. But it's kind of wait and see. We won't have the lower-level east winds, which is what were really dangerous to help fuel some of these fires. So we just have a gentle offshore flow. So we will see what happens. Well, that's crazy. I didn't know all that about the different air quality levels, but how long does it take for smoke to just, you know, disperse and mix out and not become a problem anymore, you know? Well, it took three days of thunderstorms, uh, wind over 20 miles an hour, and about a quarter inch of rain for the air to really, really be done. And that took, you know, gosh... You know, it undid two and a half weeks of smoke, a a week solid for sure, but about two and a half weeks worth of wildfire smoke that had been in the region where it all settled in. But yeah, uh, I will say this right now. I have become a pseudo expert on air quality. I know where to go uh, and to look at it and measure it and all that fun stuff. Uh, I actually found the station where the air quality was measured that my work used to determine if we shut down or not. So... Uh, it's been, it's been very interesting to say the least. Well, you know, I think that all that smoke might've helped with the rain because, you know, rain needs that condensation nuclei, like smoke particles and ash particles and things like that. So yeah, definitely the rain helped clean some of that out, but there was a lot to clean out. There was a lot to clean out. And it's funny you mentioned that. Um, we talked, I don't know if we talked about last week, but I shot some video of lightning and um, mm-hmm. sent it off to my friend Rob Marciano who works at ABC News. Well, apparently yes. that video also made it to the Weather Channel this week on Weather Underground on Wednesday. And wow. I didn't know about that until a friend of mine was like, hey, is this your video? I was like, yep, it is. So glad that, that was it made the Weather Channel. So that's awesome. But Rob's original tweet had said because of all the smoke in the atmosphere, it actually did help with thunderstorm formation and did help with the rain. So it makes sense. You have to have something in the air to attach a droplet to. Same goes for snowflakes. So, yeah. So everybody remember that when you're eating snowflakes, just know that that's water frozen on dust particles and skin particles and ash and whatever else. Okay, listen, we already killed baby. It's cold outside. Let's not kill catching (laughs) snowflakes with our tongues, please. I am just trying to protect the health and safety of our listeners. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and if it's yellow, don't eat it either. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the obvious one. Yellow snow, just <laughs> let it go. But you know, no, no. And we're these not... are life hacks. Okay. Oh God, no! Catching a snowflake on a tongue brings joy to many people. Okay, let's not ruin it for them. Unless they have, like, a dust allergy or something, then they're just oh, eating it, a bunch of dust. Okay, but it's minuscule. It is absolutely minuscule. We breathe more dust than is actually on a snowflake or formed around a snowflake, okay? 
what if they ate like a whole snowball? How much dust is that? Actually, probably. Well, it depends. Do you think it's like the dust that you like pull out of the dryer? Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. <laughs> you you see that dust. That is visible. Okay. The dust that's like Ooh. on a snowflake is microscopic. Okay. Well, what about two snowballs? Or like a snowman. Oh, How much Lord. dust is in a snowman? I, I don't know. I'll call and ask Elsa. <laughs> she makes her snow with magic, so she doesn't need dust. Oh, okay, then perfect. I want her snow. All right. Well, she'll make you a snowman. She will build you a snowman. Yeah, and didn't Elsa, is it Elsa's sister that asked her if she wanted to build a snowman? Yeah. I don't know what, everybody knows Elsa. I don't know the, the sister's name. Anna, hello. Anna, oh, okay. I've never seen Frozen all the way through, so please forgive okay, well, me. Well, you have Disney Plus, so you need to watch one. I and do two. have That's Disney. your homework. I, okay, I will for next week. I'll yeah. work it into and my I schedule. Two reports. Oh, good lord! You want double space, both sided? <laughs> yeah, three pages in length. Oh, good lord! With a work cited page, and it can be Disney Plus. <laughs> work cited page. Work cited. Yes, Disney Plus. Gosh, I'd have to go back and remember how to actually properly uh, annotate that. It's been a while since uh, I've had... Use easybib.com. Okay. Okay. I will do that. And that will do it for you. Perfect. Perfect. I used to love actually doing that stuff when you had to go to the library and actually cite your work, but... Oh, well, I'm so glad, sir, you do not understand. <laughs> no one was talking to you, Siri. Yes. Mind your own business. <laughs> but my Siri's name is Charles. He's my British digital assistant. Oh, nice. Charles, the British digital assistant. I have an Australian man. Uh, still Siri. I haven't changed the name. You have to change. You, I give. I gave him a name, Charles, because Charles seems very regal. Hmm. I'll have to think of a name for mine. Yes. Maybe like one of the names out of the tropical storm list. Ooh. And Wilfred. Ooh, Wilfred. No, it's not an Australian name. It's got to match. It's got to match what you have. All right, so what's an Australian man name? John. Hugh? John. No. <laughs> it's boring. What about Hugh? Isn't Hugh Jackman Australian? I... Oh, Stephen Adams is. Boom, Stephen. Stephen. Okay, Stephen would work. Yeah. But then you become Taylor Swift. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Stephen. I can't with you, Mr. DJ. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm just full of it today. It's been a very long weekend. Anyways, with that said, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially with your guys' cold front, because your temperatures are finally falling into what we would consider fall. Yes. And I know you're totally excited about that. Did I see that you had posted something about making soup or chili or something like that? Maybe not. No, that okay. wasn't me. But I will say, I will, I do like to make soup and chili, and I will make that all year round. Okay, good. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, friends of mine on Facebook were like, oh, "I'm so happy. Temperatures have dropped into the 60s. That means it's soup and chili making weather. It's soup and chili making weather all the time." Yeah, I make chili and soup in the middle of summer. I don't even care. Right. Because you're eating it in the AC, so why does it matter? Well, that's not, and that's another point. You also have to remember, guess what? It's 60 degrees usually at some point during the night. Just just a heads up. I know we're probably <laughs> sleeping at that point, but you could still use that qualification to make, you know, chili and soup at that point. So enjoy it. 
See, that's like the logic of it's five o'clock somewhere when you're trying to drink at like eight. In the hey, you know, as my boy Jake Owen says, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And please <laughs> drink responsibly if you're 21 and over. Do not drink and drive. Yep. Use your Uber yes. or whatever app. Yes. Must use Uber. Must use Lyft. Must use community rideshare. <laughs> And we need those people to come sponsor this podcast. Yes, we we're do. dropping names. Yes, we do. <laughs> Available at Weather Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Use promo code. Yeah, uh, right. Just kidding. We don't have a promo code. <laughs> we should, though. We totally should. Use promo right? code B squared for 20% off your next Uber Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uber. You heard it. Right. Got to make Great it job. happen. Got to make it happen. The last time I used Uber and Lyft, I was in Nashville, and I had to Uber and Lyft everywhere. It was an adventure, to say the least. I bet, though, and I bet that you couldn't park anywhere anyway, so it was probably better to use Uber. Yeah, I could have. I mean, if I had a car, I could have parked a couple places. It just made it easier staying on one side of the city than having to, you know, spend the rest of my time on the other where the conference was, so... But I did use the uh, Lyft scooters, and those things were awesome. I have heard that those are pretty cool. They are cool. They are cool. Um, I know a lot of cities have frowned upon them, and some cities have outright banned them, but they are awesome. So if you are touring Itty City and there is, like, the scooters, I highly suggest, highly suggest using them. They're a great mode of transportation. You can have a lot of fun on them. They go relatively fast so you can get around quickly, but uh, there's some good stuff there. So enjoy it because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. Get you out in the fresh air and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I rode one from uh, the hotel up to the Ryman auditorium and took one from the Ryman back to the hotel where a conference was and beat everybody by about 20 minutes, saved me some walking time. So that was good. Yeah, because you didn't really have to wait for traffic lights and stuff, and well, you could just go. No, but I did wait for traffic lights because I didn't want to cross a busy intersection. Why they had? Well, a... I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> sure. Like you can like weave in and out and like. Ooh, yeah, exactly, quick. exactly. And I used mine mostly on the sidewalk just because I didn't want to, you know, risk any type of traffic accident. But also, downtown Nashville had a little bit of construction going on, and I didn't think those things would probably handle well on steel plates. I know how cars don't do very well on steel plates, so let alone a much smaller rubber tire will probably not do as good, so we just waited. That's a good point. Did you wear a helmet? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't have one. I was visiting the city. Okay, well, there's a Walmart. Yeah, there's not one in downtown Nashville. I am disappointed. You could have worn a cowboy hat. Uh, I didn't take mine. I should have, but I didn't take mine. Wow. Have you seen the cowboy really hats that are hard hats? No, but that sounds amazing. Oh, they're amazing. And I'm sure you have a ton of them in Oklahoma. You just have to look for them. I'm going to be looking for them now. Yeah, next construction project. Look around. They have a bunch of cowboy hats that are actual hard hats. I love it. They, they are very nice. And if I have to wear a hard hat at work, you best believe I'm going to go bust out the cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeehaw. As I should. As I should. <laughs> So, all right, so cold temperatures coming in for you guys. What are you looking like temperature-wise? What is, you know, any severe storms with this? What's the mixture process? Because I know that we're getting into the second chase season. Well, today it is a little bit warm, and there is actually some humidity out there. I can feel it, and that's nice. It was cloudy this morning, but it's clearing up. 
Um, cold front supposed to be moving through the central part of the state uh, here this afternoon. So hopefully that'll kick up some storms. Right now it just looks like isolated. A couple will pop up here and there and it'll mostly be a wind and hail thing. So I actually don't have a lot of hope that I'll get any storms, but you know, I'll keep watching. But I'm really excited for cooler temperatures like highs in the like low to mid seventies this week, except one random day where the high is 84, but whatever. And lows in the fifties, like it's going to be so nice. So nice. Uh, I'm relatively jealous of that uh, because you guys get cold. We get a lot warmer and based on the current temperature forecast, based on the last run of the GFS that I saw, we have no rain chances in the next 14 days. Temperatures are going to range from the mid-70s to the mid-80s, maybe even getting closer to 90. Not a lot of sky cover, a little bit of offshore wind, which again will bring back a little bit of smoke. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we go forward. Do we ramp up the fire threat again? Do we uh, just kind of get through this and you know not really do anything? But hey, college football is back. Um, I'm not even going to get into the Sooners. What the hell were you guys doing yesterday? Um, okay, like you said, we're not talking about it. We're not. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Pac-12 announced this week that they will be back starting in October, which is great. Uh, they're going to play f- seven games. Woo! Um, <laughs> but I, I can't complain. It's better than nothing. So uh, no fans will be allowed, so I can't go to Eugene to watch my ducks, but I'll still cheer for them on TV. So Cheer for them or quack for them? Well, both. <laughs> All day, every day. <laughs> Hashtag call me a Give me your best quack right now. Um, hold on one second. Hold on one second. I, I will get it. Hold on. Hold on. No, don't cheat and get a thing. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm yelling and screaming. I'm allowed <laughs> to do that. Hold on. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, here it goes. There you go. There's my best. There's my best duck quack. Now, was that with your own mouth or did you have a little thing? Like I, I, I actually have a duck call that is green and yellow. I knew it. I knew you would cheat. I didn't cheat. You cheated. I did not. Give me your own quack. I can't. And don't say quack. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I can that say I, I can say go ducks, so that works. That was the second one was like a duck with smokers <laughs> Okay. So like that that's me trying to do a duck call. There you go. It's just bad. It's just oh, bad. I'm so glad this is recorded. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's be <laughs> do great. not cut that out. Oh, okay. it won't be. It won't be. Everybody will be listening to me making quack sounds. And people will be backing it up a bunch of times. No, they won't. It over and over again. No. They're gonna turn it into their ringtone. <laughs> Only you will. <laughs> <laughs> Only you will. That was good. Day made. Day made. (laughs) Well, the reason why the Sooners lost is because I haven't worn my new Oklahoma shoes yet. Uh, See, so this is your fault. Okay, I will be letting all of Central Oklahoma know whose fault it is. Please do. Tell Coach Riley he can call me. I need a job. Somebody posted the a picture of the Sooner Schooner on Twitter, oh, and no. instead of saying Sooners on the side, it said "Oof." <laughs> At least it wasn't the meme of it or the GIF of it, you know, crashing. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> kind of funny, but so bad. Oh yeah, I mean that has to hurt. 
zero to 60 and just being smashed into the turf. At least the turf is somewhat soft. So, you know, it, it cushions some of the landing. Oh my gosh. And they just like went a tumbling down like little tumbleweeds oh, yeah. or something. Oh yeah, exactly. The wind comes sweeping down the plains. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so the do and, and, across and, the field. And so do the cheerleaders apparently. <laughs> That's the sound. <laughs> I think it was like, oh, and then they rolled. <laughs> How was that sound again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sound effects are real on this episode. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have lost it, and that's okay. We do not mind. Uh, circling back around to sum up. <laughs> no, cool no, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> the Sooner Schooner has returned safely to the end zone. Anyways, exactly. yes. In so, one piece. <laughs> yes. So colder air is coming in. Um, maybe, I know there's an area of slight chance of severe weather just off to your east and an area off mm. to your northeast. You guys are in the, you know, the quote-unquote thunderstorm risk area, but. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, it is. But you know what? You still get thunderstorms, which is not bad, or you at least have the potential for it. Yeah. So that is good. Well, now that the sun's come out, I think that's going to help a little bit. Right. Well, the big story out here on the West Coast is, like you said, the temperature is going to start ramping up at a pretty dominant area of high pressure is going to form off of the California coast. With that said, there are areas of elevated fire risk today. Uh, the Santa Ana winds are going to start kicking up, so we're looking at areas down south in Southern California under extreme fire risk. Uh, humidity is anywhere ranging from 7 to 20%, and as you and I joked earlier in the show, or before we started taping, that uh, you know that's extremely dry. Very dry. So... We gotta wait and watch to see what happens. There's also another area of elevated risk up around Sacramento. So California doesn't need the fires. Unfortunately, the pattern sets up really well for them right now. So knock on wood that we don't get fires started. Hopefully people are being responsible with barbecues and outdoor burning. And hopefully, you know And gender reveal parties. Yes, please listen. I'm all about the gender reveal parties. I think they're incredibly dumb, but I also understand why we do it. And so I'm not going to argue them, okay? My little sister threw an awesome one with my, before my nephew was born. I'm all about it. But let's be smart. We don't need pyrotechnics. We don't need to be blowing things up. Because <laughs> when we blow things up, stuff happens. And that's not good. Right. There's plenty of gender reveals that don't involve fire. Right. I had a friend whose uh, husband played soccer. So they got a soccer ball filled filled with the blue powder, and he kicked the ball across the yard. And when he kicked it, it exploded, and it was just blue cool. powder. Right, cool. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this: if you ever want to do have a great laugh because you're having a bad day, go to YouTube and type in "gender reveal fails" because it never ceases to amaze me all the fun stuff that goes wrong on that stuff. <laughs> Okay, I'm totally going to do that when we get off here. <laughs> like the guy whose car he forgets to put in park and it starts rolling down toward the creek. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, you know, you have the guy that throws the balloon full of powder toward his wife and she misses it with the baseball bat and it smashes her in the face and it explodes. Or, oh, I mean, there are just so many good ones. So many good ones. Uh oh okay yeah I'm, I'm totally looking that up yeah you should you should because it is good times um yeah so out here on the west coast again we're waiting on warm air it's on its way 
won't be here too long or it's going to be around for a while. So it's going to be here a long time, but uh, it will be interesting to really see what happens. How hot do we really get? <clears throat> could be late season, high temperatures that could break a couple records. Uh, I was looking at the forecast discussion yesterday from the Arizona NWS office and they're looking eh, it could be an unprecedented heat wave, but that's backed off a little bit. So they're just saying, Hey, it's unseasonably warm. Now that's kind of oxymoronic for Arizona. I mean, you naturally assume it would be warm. So when something is unseasonably warm in Arizona, you kind of take notice, right? Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, it's only going to be 102 today versus, say, 97. But at that point, can you really tell the difference? Mm, I, no, I would think not. So right. when could you tell the difference then? Like if it was 107, like a 10-degree difference? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could probably tell. I mean, anything over 95 usually is... You know, pretty hot and you can tell, but I don't know. But then again, also in Arizona, they wear sweatshirts when it's 80 out because apparently that's cold. Wow. So, yeah, that's one thing. Like My brother went to school in Arizona, so I still ask him about that because I don't know. Because we just get used to it where you wear a sweatshirt at 80 because it's cold. I wonder if because it's dry, a it's, dry 80. It's a dry 80, but it's also, I think, because their blood is thinner. Because once you spend that much time in the heat, your blood starts to thin out a little bit. Hmm. Where it just, you know, it doesn't help keep you warm. But I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the podcast. <laughs> Dr. Bobby. Yes. Hello. Did you ever watch Friends? Oh, yes. I'm all of, all very much aware of Fun Bobby. <laughs> well, do you remember the chiropractor that Rachel used to go see? Yes. And his name was Robert Bobby. Yes, it and was. And her dad was all like, his name is Bobby Bobby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's you. You're Dr. Bobby Bobby. I'm Dr. Bobby Bobby. Yes. Yes, I am. Um, not to get off on another tangent, but I'm going to. So at Amazon, we have to wear vests according to our jobs, which is mm -hmm. just a hilarious thing in my opinion. <clears throat> They're like, oh, we're going to do away with vests and go to hats. I'm like, nope, I'll keep the vest. <laughs> Sorry. You make us wear a mask. I'm not going to be forced to wear a hat. That's dumb. Anyways, uh, we put our name on the back of our vest just so people know who we are. So I had to I switched vest, got a new one, and I'm like, hmm, what do I put on there? And everyone's like, oh, you got to go with Ricky Bobby, or you got to <laughs> go with Bobby Boucher. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with my radio nickname from back in the day, which is Bobby Digital, which if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, my new nickname is Bobby Digital, so I get to bust that out today at work. So we will see what happens. Nice. You sound excited. I'm very excited. So, if you know what Bobby Digital is or where the reference comes from, the original reference, let us know on Weather Podcast. I'll send you a couple stickers and maybe one of our brand new uh, pins. The pins are so cute. I showed my sister and she just like died. So I oh, I, I want to get some other ones. I want to get like some of the, like make a couple metal ones because I think that would be awesome. But yes. yes. And we should also try some magnets. Ooh, I like magnets. Magnets are cool. Magnets yeah. are tough to ship, though. Why? Because they like to get stuck on metal slides and metal sorting machines and stuff like that. Oh. Can we wrap them in something? Like No, you can't, actually. Uh, I think the only way you can actually transport them without worry about them getting stuck is you have to like put a piece of metal up against it. So it's already stuck to something. Yeah, but I think it uh, even then it's there is some magnetic properties around it, 
But yeah, well, we can get some magnets. Just kidding, guys. No magnets. No, we can get some. We can get some magnets. We'll do. We'll do or magnet order. Why not? What if we just like put some pink erasers in there with it? What would that do? I don't know. The rubber doesn't that help with like magnet problems? <laughs> I I have no idea. Or bubble wrap. What if we wrap it in bubble wrap? Even bubble wrap. It's the fact that it's still it is generating a magnetic field. So if there is metal, it's, it's attracted. Just a little one. <sighs> little or big, it does not matter. <laughs> well, yes, it does. Because if it was big, then fridge magnets would like throw the Earth off its axis. Fridge magnets, magnets are not going to throw anything off any axis. Okay. <laughs> Where? What science are you reading from? I don't know. Fake science. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. Is that what they're teaching you at the University of Oklahoma? Magnus will throw off the Earth's axis. Yeah, they said that. That was one of the questions oh, on a test. I'm, what will I, throw off the Earth's axis? I'm Rocks, sure it was. Fridge magnet. <laughs> fridge magnet. Leaves. Or pumpkin it, spice. Oh, and it was pumpkin. It, it was pumpkin spice. 100%. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent and then there was e all of the above so well yeah okay there should have been e then yeah a fridge magnet eh, yeah I don't, I don't know but yeah we will get some magnets that'll Sweet. be our next order Sweet. yes cannot wait cannot wait and we've completely derailed but hey it's slow in the tropics for now national hurricane center go ahead and uh open up uh yeah let's get some more storms going speaking of the national hurricane center you and I are convinced one they listen to the show just because we talk about it and then stuff happens. But last yeah. week we talked about how great would it be to go to Miami and take a tour of the National Hurricane Center. Well, the National Hurricane Center has posted a brand new virtual tour of the National Hurricane Center. See, they're listening all the time. They are. It's the whispers. They're like Facebook. You know how Facebook listens to you? Or Siri or a smart speaker or anything else. Yes. Well, have you ever been talking about something and then you get on Facebook and there's like three ads for that thing that you mm-hmm. were talking to your friend about? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Like how much you want to bet that right now when we get on our Facebook, there's going to be some sort of advertisement for magnets. I'm sure there probably will be. See? Or hurricanes. You know, I, I don't mind though. It's an attractive quality. <laughs> Ugh. Don't listen to me, Facebook. No one's talking to you. Or repulsive, depending on how, you know, depending on where your access is. Yeah. You're either attracted by magnets or you're repelled by them. <laughs> I would say I'm repelled. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, you just keep pushing away. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to have it. You need to be recharged. I do. Like reset. Like, can't you do that with a magnet? Mm-hmm. Or- oh, no, you totally can. You totally can reset a magnet. You have to add electron uh, electric current to it. So how do you do that? Um. Well, I think we go back to like fourth grade science, where we made magnets out of pencils. Where you take so- some copper wire and you wrap it around a pencil or something. You put a nine volt battery on it and it charges the wire. It creates a magnet. Or could we, like, Ben Franklin that-ish and, like, put the magnet on a string and fly a kite in a thunderstorm? Possibly, but I think you have to have a current. I think you have to have a full current to make the magnet work. 
So, so then the string would be a copper wire, not string. Correct. And at that point, you don't want to touch it because then you'll be included in the connectivity point. Well, the handle will be made of pink erasers. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'd, I'd still wear rubber gloves just to be sure. But I also mm-hmm. believe that the copper wire would have to be connected to the ground. Because, again, you have to complete a circuit. So Electricity is confusing. But I would also stand on a tire just in case. Fair enough. Fair enough. Rubber shoes, rubber gloves, stand on a tire. I still would not touch it if you're going to use a copper wire in a thunderstorm. <clears throat> but that's just me. <laughs> Preservation of life. Then what if you just like put the magnet on top of something tall, like a radio tower, and just let it get struck that way? Uh, it's possible. Or would that just fry the magnet? Would it just melt it? I, I, I really don't know. I, I'm okay, speechless well, for Mr. the Mr. Science, you were yelling at me because I didn't know anything about the Earth's axis, and now you're over here like I don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say that you didn't know anything about the Earth's axis. I just said a fridge magnet will not throw us <laughs> off the axis. So if that's the case, my mother's fridge from 20 years ago would have, you know, thrown us into a complete state of disarray. Yeah, we would just be like bobbling around over here like a top. Oh wait, we are. <laughs> but we're still leaning the same direction. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It does, there is a little bit of wobble in our axis and our rotation, but it's very minimal. Uh, I want to say it's like two degrees, if that. I want to say we're, we rotate at 34 and a half degrees axis. Now I'm going to have to look this up. See, Bonnie? See, so if somebody constantly <clears throat> feels seasick, that's why. Oh, don't even stop. No, you don't even <laughs> feel it. You do not even feel it. Some people are sensitive enough and have a sensitive enough tummy that they're like, I always feel seasick. Why? Boom. Because the earth's wobbling. Stop. Uh, the tilt <laughs> change. The earth's uh, actual tilt actually oscillates between 22.1 and 24.5 degrees. The reason for this changing uh, angle is that the earth's axis also wobbles around itself. This wobble motion is called axial precision. And known as the percent, oh sorry, ah, axial precision, yeah, known as precision of the equinoxes. So yeah, it rotates between twenty-two point one and twenty-four point five degrees. Wow, that's like three degrees just wobbling around. Three degrees, right? Yeah, seasick. I can feel it now. Yeah, and it averages twenty-three point four degrees. So, just so you know. Dang, Earth, you scary. It's always very scary. Yeah. So what if, like, one day it just came loose and we were just wobbling all over the universe? Uh, I believe we would die. What is, what's keeping us where we're at? I believe it's gravity, but let's, let's look. Like, what's keeping us in our orbit, like... What's is it keep, the pull yeah. towards the sun? What keeps us in orbit? Here we go. The tendency to resist change is called inertia, and its interaction with the gravitational attraction of the sun is what keeps the planets of the solar system, including Earth, in stable orbits. The planets have occupied these nearly circular orbits since the formation of the solar system, and they won't be leaving anytime soon. So it's not a strain like in school when you made the solar system in a shoebox. Correct. So school lied to us. School lied to us a lot about a lot of things, like when you put an onion into a blender and it just comes out, that's not DNA, but that's, you know, it's the same thing. Okay. 
School also made us include Pluto. Well, okay, Pluto is a planet, okay? And scientists that well, that, uh, that argue otherwise are dumb. Look, he was removed for a little while. You know what? Because people are stupid, okay? And I felt bad for Pluto. I was like, that's not fair. Just because he's the furthest away and he's little, he's all of a sudden not a planet? It's freaking rude. Okay, so here's here's something to to answer some of your questions, really. There are no forces in space strong enough to alter the forward momentum or inertia of the planets other than gravitational forces they exert on each other, kind of like a magnet. But because the most massive planet, Jupiter, exerts the most influence, its gravitational field elongates the orbits of Mars and even has an effect on Mercury, which has a highly flattened or... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Orbit. As the sun continues to fuse hydrogen into helium and convert mass into energy, it is becoming lighter, and its gravitational field is weakening. However, the sun will turn into a giant red star and then expand beyond the orbit of the Earth long before its gravitational field releases the planets. So the sun most likely would explode before um, we wobble away. Wow. Mm-hmm. And speaking of wobble, I played the wobble last night in the bar, and I'm sure you've danced the wobble at Cowboys. That is one of my favorite songs to dance to. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? However, it's very long, and it by is. the end of it, I'm <clears throat> tired. Yes. Do you know that it's also the same line dance for Luke Bryan's Country Girl Shake It For Me? Okay, well, Luke Bryan stole it. Uh, Possibly. See, there you go. Luke didn't, Luke didn't steal it. Whoever choreographed the line dance did. Yeah, because it was the Wobbles line dance first. Yes. But just I like, like you... the line dance to the Nickelback song. You know what song I'm talking about? Uh, oh, I do. But I feel bad about for something and something. Because... Yeah. 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 But I feel bad because I bet Nickelback did not make that song go, and I hope this is a line dance. No, I, I, they, I totally know they didn't do that. <laughs> I actually had somebody Sorry, come up Nickelback. to me one day and be like, you know, Nashville needs to make more line dance songs. And I just looked at them like. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about right now, but I will make sure I forward that request on. There's so many out there, and I really only do like the wobble. A All handful. the rest involve a lot of kicks and stuff, and Some I just do. can't. Some do. I mean, you do the electric slide, which, by the way, you oh, can yeah. do the electric slide to like pretty much any line dance or any song. Huh. So just FYI. Oh. Very interesting. But you know what, though? That is one way to unite a bar, is Absolutely. to play a line dance. Absolutely. Especially the wobble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go ham for the wobble. That does not surprise me, like I said. Well, unless I'm wearing heels, and then I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It is tough to dance in heels. That's why I need to wear yeah. some boots, Bonnie. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I usually you, do. But I know you want to look all cute for all the cowboys at Cowboys. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I'm already tall. And then I wear heels on just like looking down at all these people. <laughs> well, it must be nice up there in that rarefied air. No, it's all smoky up here, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops, yeah, it's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> all right. What do you guys have coming up weather-wise? I know we talked about cold air, but what does your forecast actually look like? Uh, clear for the whole week. Highs in the 70s. Lows in the 50s going to be real nice. We'll see what kind of storm action happens this afternoon. Right, if any does. Yeah, well, out here, yeah, out here in the Pacific Northwest, we are waiting to heat up. Temperatures today will get into the lower 70s, and then we quickly ramp up into the mid-80s for the next few days. It's going to be actually really nice. It's a late-season heat wave, per se, uh, especially for this time of year. So we will see what happens with smoke. We'll see what happens with the wildfires. 
But uh, the West Coast is about to get under a high-pressure area that doesn't look like it wants to give way anytime soon. Yeah, those high-pressure areas don't ever want to move. They really don't. And it takes, you know, a nudging of something to kind of push it along. Yeah, like the sun's gravitational pull. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, next week, I do want to talk about atmospheric rivers. I got a chance to sit in on a training with some of my friends in the TV world. Uh, and I will, Bonnie, I'll send you the link to the stuff because you want to see it too. But just some fascinating things that <clears throat> they're working on research-wise for atmospheric rivers that affect the West Coast. So, yeah, we'll talk about that next week if there are no tropical issues. Okay, I want to hear about it. That sounds good. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. All right, another fantastic edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.